Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the latest episode of Writer's Haven. My name is Musu of Musu Writes, and I hope you all are doing well. I hope things are going great. Um, I do want to thank you for returning for new listeners. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to uh, today's guest. It's been a very long time since we've had a children's book off children's book writer on the show. So um, the author that we have today is C.M. Healy from Dallas, Texas, and he has written several books um, and he's doing very well as a self-published author. So we get into that and more. Um, And if you are interested in connecting with him, he will be sharing his information in the show and his information is also available in the show notes. So I'm really excited. Um, We talk about a lot of his, his books, different projects that he's, uh, that he's working on. And he gives a lot of really good advice on self-publishing versus publishing. Of course, you know, everyone has their own preference on what works best for them. But for those of you who may have a hard time deciding, I think he really gives you a lot of really good advice. And just to hear him talk about his work, his inspiration behind his work, I think that you will find that inspiring for yourself as well. So I hope you enjoy it. And as always, thanks again for coming. If you are not connected with me um, on our pages, please do so. I am on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at with the handle Musu Writes. And you can also jump to the website musuwrites.com and sign up for the newsletter. I hope you all are staying safe out there. And thank you again, as always, for your support. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks. All right. So welcome to the Writer's Haven. Um, thank you for coming on. I know you you are busy with the different projects that you have going on. So we're going to get right into it. Um, sure. First off, I'm interested in knowing how you connected with the world of writing and authorship, becoming an author. How did all of that come together? Um, well, I, I get this kid. Uh, and, sorry. I get this question from the kids all the time when I do school visits. They always say, when did you start writing? And basically it was when I was in sixth grade. So if I'm being honest, that's kind of where, you know, I never wanted to be a writer. I never went to school to be a writer, um, never thought about being an author or writer really until probably it was about maybe 10 years ago, give or take. Um, it was when I had, so I'd always written little stories, little poems and, and stuff like that. But it was when I got the idea for, since I have it here, uh, this book. So this oh. is it's the first book of a series. Here's the second book okay <laughs> working on third book you know all that stuff um, <laughs> it was when I got the idea for this one that you know I was like well maybe I could do this and it's all about Snow White Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty just 20 years later about their teenage daughters so when I did a little research I had found out that nobody had really done any like a really good adultish story it's not adult it's young adult but uh I guess a more mature story than mm-hmm. what Disney has off on the side and so I kind of started writing it more often on than finally one year um, when I was teaching, I just got really serious about it. I was kind of, I actually, I was afraid somebody was going to take my idea and do it before I did. So I was like, I, I got to do this. So for nine months, I mean, it was pretty much, that was it. Like Leah lived, breathed, slept uh, beyond the after my wife, bless her soul, uh, put up with me for most of it. She's my editor. So she would read stuff and we would get in the headbutt battles about <laughs> she didn't like this, this can be better. And of course it's my baby. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So while I was writing that, the first three books that I actually had illustrated are um, these three right here. So I have kids books obviously as well. Um, I'm up to 10 
And it's just kind of blossomed from there. Once I got my books in print and sat outside a downtown Dallas coffee shop, a friend of mine, he had it and he was like, sure, set it, you know, set up, see what you get. And so I did it for a lunch crowd and strangers started buying my books. And that's kind of a weird thing. You know, whenever you start this, you're like, your friends and family will support you and that's Mm -hmm. great and all, but you maybe sell a hundred books, maybe. Right. You you got a really big uh, friends and family and they're really nice. But yeah, so when I started selling these to strangers and I started and the reviews started coming in off Amazon, I was like, all right, let's do this. I, I was a little naive of how quick it would start. <laughs> right, right. You know, because um, obviously I'm still teaching high school now, but uh, but it's getting there slowly but surely. My my royalties keep building. Um, so yeah, and I keep writing, obviously. So okay, and that's that's great. I'm I'm glad to hear that. You know, that connection was made where strangers started buying your books. That is exciting. You know, so with writing children's books, um, this is this based on your own experience with children? What's the inspiration behind writing children's books? Anything and everything. Uh, The Penelope Rose. So I've got the second one out now. That's my most recent one. So this one, my wife just said she wanted a book. She wanted a story about a flying pig. So I was like, okay. So I started to write this story (laughs) about a flying pig. And this one is, you know, pretty introductory. It just talks about how she's different and uh, she basically teaches herself how to fly and then most recently like literally just this january i found it's it's going to have a different look um but this is the second one and so now that she's flying around she goes to india and meets another person that kind of has a has a longer trunk than you would normally see on an elephant and of course that bothers him so the plan is for this series is for her to just uh, connect with not always somebody that just has a physical I don't even want to say abnormality, but it's one of those things we like my wife and I are very careful. Like if you seem different, like you're not different, you know, it's one of those things like what is different. Nobody's normal. Everybody looks different. Um, But it's one of those things where she'll come across people who are maybe misjudged or just all kinds of different variations of um, kind of what kids go through and, and, you know, that they need help with and stuff like that. So I'm really excited that the illustrator for this one, he's in Macedonia, met him over Instagram and we just collaborated and he did it when he started sending me. uh, Sketches and the spreads and when he finally sent me like a final like colored copy I was like. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, I want to keep you for the rest of my writing career. So <laughs> awesome. And you mentioned Instagram as to, you know, where you made that connection uh, with that person. So when it comes to marketing your work, uh, especially in the children's and the young adult genres, mm-hmm. what are the most effective ways to do it? You know, I haven't completely dived into it, but uh, Amazon marketing is like where you actually do keywords and stuff like that. That's been really huge and very beneficial for a bunch of friends of mine on Facebook that are doing their own kids books and stuff like that. Um, Honestly, one of my favorite things to do is, is school visits. And that's a really big marketing thing for me. I go in, you know, I have the teachers because I've got a YouTube channel where I do read along with a lot of my kids books. And they can show the kids, get, get them hyped up for when I come. And then, of course, they can buy signed books from the author, you know, from me. And that's one of my favorite things to do. Obviously, with COVID this last year, everything shifted to virtual. And uh, so that was kind of a new experience. But everybody got on board and it was a lot of fun. I did visits all the way from New Jersey to California, Colorado, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico. I mean, just it was just all over the place. And it was it was a blast. It was places that I probably never would have reached 
um, naturally just kind of go in there because, you know, it's expensive to travel. And I usually stay at my friend's place wherever they live. So I don't have to pay for a hotel for a week or anything. I'm not that big yet. We're getting there, but, but not quite. Um, so yeah, so I love, love, love to do school visits. Um, they love me, my banjo and, um, yeah, it's just, it's tough. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition out there right now. You know, self-publishing isn't what it used to be. It doesn't have the negative connotation that it used to have. Um, the really only, the only people I hear that kind of badmouth it are the traditional publishers or agents that kind of still work for them. They are, they're kind of sneaky and trying to slide in some myths about how many books an author, an indie author sells. Cause they keep trying to tell you, if you sell a hundred books in your lifetime, you know, you're doing really good. I'm like, well, I've sold 7,000 of this one. So I must be doing great. Right. <laughs> you know? You're doing something um, right. <laughs> right. So, you know, and again, it's just been me going around doing places, doing school visits and stuff like that. But I'm hoping uh, this new book, The Penelope Rose Goes to India, I had it mass printed, which in the writing world, there's really two di different ways you can go. You can go print on demand, which is what Amazon does. So it's literally what it sounds like. Somebody orders a book, they print it, and then they, they send it to them. Uh, the other way to go is mass printing, which is a lot more cost up front, but it brings your cost way down per book. Um, this one, I just, I ordered 2,100 copies that are, I probably still have like 2,000 sitting in my garage right now um, until I can kind of get the ball rolling and get the marketing going on it. But the profit that I'll be able to make from those books is vastly different than what I'm getting now. Okay. So, and that allows me to do other cool marketing um, stuff like giving a discount or all mm -hmm. that stuff. Speaking of which, before I forget, um, let me know whenever you do roll this, because I'm going to give your listeners um, a 20% off of my website. So it'll just be Masu Writes 20. Oh, awesome. And okay. That'll be that. But when you let, just let me know, because yeah. I'll, I'll set it for like the week or something like that, whenever okay. it gets paid. And so they'll know um, they can go on and check my books out. And if mm -hmm. they want to get it, they can get them signed by me and all that stuff for 20% for okay. off. So we'll do. Thank you. Um, you know, yeah, I usually give you a heads up before it drops. So. Gotcha. We'll definitely do. So I was going to um, talk about the uh, a little bit about the children and why young adult market. It has really boomed over the past few years. Um, and I think your work is prime example of that. Uh, do you mind talking about some of the the key changes you, you may have seen take place? Because <clears throat> I, I guess when you and I were growing up, I don't think it was as big as it is now. No, absolutely it definitely not. existed, but it's, it's um, not. Yes. Yeah, so for me personally, uh, you know, I got into it. I, I've only been doing this since about 2015. So mm -hmm. I haven't been in it that long. So I don't know like all the changes. All I can say is, um, you know, from personal experience, obviously the internet has made things wildly different. Um, being able to connect with people halfway across the world uh, to, to have them be an illustrator and just the, uh, the printing facilities, you know, Kickstarter is another huge um, program that people use to raise the money, you know, to, to, to afford the illustrator to afford, because when yourself, it's, it's all out of your pocket. Like right. if you're not traditionally published, it's, it's all coming out of me. Right. Mm -hmm. So the less money that actually comes directly out of my pocket, um, the better, but we have, uh, two, uh, different printers. I like personally, I have nothing against people who print in China because a lot of the big guys do it just because it's cheaper. Um, but I like to help our economy and keep right. things here. There's a uh, bang and signature printing. Um, bang is in Minnesota and signature, I believe is in South Carolina, if I remember correctly. Um, I haven't used them yet, but I'm going to, for one of my new projects. 
but yeah, there's just a lot more. And then of course with Amazon basically doing print on demand and how big they've gotten and their worldwide distribution, I've got, I don't know who it is in Australia that keeps buying Penelope Rose, but they do. And I appreciate it. Right. <laughs> so, so it's just the connectivity that everybody has now from the, the internet and just social media and being able to do things on your own. Cause you know, obviously most people wouldn't have been able, well, the printers didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. you know, for indie authors to even use. It was all commercial based. And hey, if you're not putting in a, an order for 10,000 or 20,000 books, then we can't help you. And that's way, way, way too much. Um, so I think that's where it's changed. Um, yeah. And just people being able to connect with um, different talent and being able to get stuff done digitally um, obviously helps a lot. You know, some of my books actually were done. Uh, let's see, actually this one was done in watercolor. And then of course you have oh, that's to beautiful. and everything. Yeah. This is, she actually was funny. Her name is Rachel um, West and she actually did all three of these books. Oh, so wow. they're all vastly different. This one is actually, she did in construction paper, mm-hmm. the missing numbers. This one was kind of in watercolor, but yeah, this one, I'll show you one of my, my favorite pictures. It's of the tiger here. He, uh, but I mean, she's just, she's fantastically oh, talented. Right. And um, anyways, but she did this all by hand. And then of course you have to scan it and go in and Photoshop the pencil marks and whatever else. But uh, yeah, technology has really allowed me and just tons and tons of other authors to just, just take off and kind of do their own thing. It, there's going to be a, a point in which some indie author who has never been traditionally published hits like number one. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I think the the top, they tell them the, the top four, the top five big tr- traditional publishers. I think that's, they're going to go away. You know, things change. I mean, you look at movies for crying out loud. I know you and I was just talking to my wife the other day about how I'm sad for my daughter, who's not going to get to go into the video store and wonder what are we going to see? What's going right. to be, you know, uh, my wife and I, for a date night, we would go to Blockbuster every Friday night. Exactly. And, yeah. and now are things on demand? Yeah. You know? It's like, there's no, can you get it? If it's in, it's, mm-hmm. it's there. You can, you don't even have to leave your house. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of, kind of sad, a little nostalgia tear, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, things are going to change, I think. And, you know, hopefully I'll be the one that, that actually makes the change. You know, my book beyond the after is super well received, but anybody can do it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and there, there have been so many changes. It's hard to keep up and, uh, especially with the self-publishing world. Um, and you've mentioned Instagram, but I was just curious as to if you had a preferred platform or a plat- a social media platform you would recommend for writers who are trying to grow their audience and trying to connect with other authors. Uh, definitely. I-, I like Instagram just because it's easy, but Facebook is another and I know it's kind of outdated because the young kid, the young kids don't. Use right. It. Um, but for connectivity, you know, for getting into groups of parents and even groups within your own neighborhood or your own uh, city or community, um, Facebook is super huge because you can actually put links directly. You know, I, I'm sorry, I'm a teacher. I can say it, but man, people are lazy these days. <laughs> and if you have to do more than like one or two steps to get mm-hmm. somewhere, they're like, ah, it's too much work. <laughs> so with Instagram, you can be like, Hey, go to the link in my bio. And then the link in your bio is the link tree. And then you click the, you know, it's just yeah. like, I don't have time for this. It's sad. I mean, I'm even the same way. Like I don't have time. Let's just make a quick link so I can get there and vote for your book and be <laughs> right. kind of quiet or whatever. So 
Facebook is really, I think, the best place if you're going to want to market. And I know my friend, they start launch teams and they have support groups mm-hmm. on Facebook. And uh, and you can, you can put anything you want and you can have a link directly there so people can just click it, go, and and you're on your way. So both of those in tandem, because I think Facebook owns Instagram uh, now, because you can just post on Instagram and you can say, yep, post it on Facebook too. Mm-hmm. So I do that a lot. And that cuts, obviously, you know, time is money. Right. Um, you know, I have, I actually have a social media manager now that I've hired. She does, she, she works one hour a week for me, um, but she does a lot of engagement um, and she's reaching out to podcast people, um, her, yeah. some of her, some are me. So uh, okay. we're, we're getting everybody. So yeah. And it's All just right. it's what, what you can do with the time you have. Yeah, absolutely. Great points. And because you've been in the self-publishing game um, for a few years now, I'm, I want to ask, uh, what is your biggest challenge and your biggest surprise in the world of self-publishing? The big, biggest challenge is definitely getting the word out. Um, you know, it's really, again, it's just me and Aura. And I tell everybody, you know, because I still have, because the second book, the second Beyond the After book came out in 2017. And obviously I have people like, when's the third book coming out? When's the third book coming out? You know, I have a really good friend of mine who's a super big fan. And he's like, when's the third book coming out? I need the third book right now. Um, And I just tell people, I'm like, it's word of mouth. Like tell everybody, you know, like if you like this book, tell them, tell the library, you know, say, Hey, do you have these books? Cause they can get my books into the library, but they're not looking for them. Yeah. You know, again, the other challenge is there's tons of competition with all the indie authors that are out there. It's, um, it's not a really big challenge for me. I have a wife that is really good at design. She actually did both covers, but she took like four different pictures, mm. photoshopped them, you know, and put it all together. So it looks very professional. It does. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's one of the things that if you're going to get into this, but you know, there's so many different levels and whenever somebody's like, Oh, I want to write, or I want to do this. I'm like, what, what is your goal? Like, right. what is your actual goal? You know, do you just want to do it for some friends and family? You know, do you want it to be like a little side hobby for some side money? Or is this like what you want to do for Mm -hmm. like your entire life? For me, this is what I want to do. You know, I love teaching. Um, My goal is hopefully within five to 10 years to be able to stop teaching, retire from teaching and just do this full time. Um, Having a two-year-old daughter has kind of put a hiccup in, you know, writing and stuff like that. She does tend to take up some time. But now that I'm out for school, this summer is dedicated to you know, house projects and life and all that stuff. But of course, um, writing, doing podcasts, getting the world out there. Um, I'm hoping to do an event with the zoo since so many of my books have animals in them. So it's just, uh, it's nonstop. Hopefully one day I'll, I'll have built a big enough snowball to where it can just kind of roll on its own and I can sit back and relax a little bit, but there's that. Okay. So you said challenges and surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest surprise really is just some of the reviews that I get or some of the emails I get. Um, you know, in my short time doing this, there's a girl down in Houston. I'm in Texas, by the way. I know you okay. knew that, but for your listeners, I'm in Dallas, Texas, um, <laughs> that just was enamored. She wanted to do me as her author interview for her school. And then she dressed up like Princess Lillian. And it was just, it was mind blowing. I'm like, you know, I'm such, I'm really, really down to earth. I mean, as you can see, I'm not energetic at all, but I am, um, it's really just, I don't know. It's so surreal to think that one, that this is my book and I've written all of these words. And then two, how it hits people. I literally, I've had, uh, 
I may tear up. I'm, I'm very emotional too. <laughs> oh, but, it's uh, fine. Yeah. I've had a, a, a mom uh, email me or no, she left a review that said, you know, thank you so much. My 13 year old son, like I, boys really like these books too, as well. They're kind of okay. like the catch all for it. So I know they're about princesses, but they have enough like mystery and darkness and magic and suspense and all that stuff. Adventure that uh, I've got a lot of boy readers too. But uh, anyway, she goes, her 13 year old son would go up and read it. And then every night he would come back down and talk to her about the chapter she he read and stuff like that. And she was like, thank you so much for making these memories with me and my son. And I was like, wow, wow that's, and it, even right, now right. I, I choke up. I've told the story a thousand times uh, and it still gets me. And then I got an email from another guy who just, again, thanking me. English was not his first language. And, but this is the first book he had read all the way through in English because he was so captivated by it. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's stuff like that that just blows my mind and it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, and so it'll be interesting as I go forward because I, I don't try to be preachy, but I do put some of my own morals and values and thoughts and beliefs in some of these books. And uh, so some of the the children's books actually have um, some Bible verses that um, actually make sense with the book. Like if mm -hmm. mom became an octopus, um, I've got the whole one about, you know, honor your father and mother. So okay. it's, just, it's just stuff like that. Like I'm not, again, and it's in the back. It's not like, Hey, I'm trying to be preachy, but again, I, I feel that God has brought me to this point in my life and he's given me so many great things, a wonderful wife, daughter, you know, roof over our head, food to eat, all kinds of stuff. And, um, he can, every time I kind of get discouraged, a new, um, a new uh, review will come in and kind of motivate me to keep going. Wow. And it's like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm doing okay. Okay. Thank you. Cause I needed that. I needed right. to put, I'm doing the right thing. I just got to <laughs> keep going. It's just going to take a little time. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I, I love to hear that. Um, because I've, you know, I think a, a lot of folks who are on this journey can relate to that. When you get the feedback, when you see the connection that people you've never met are making with your work, that, that just has to get you every time. So yeah, it's, it's astounding. And again, yeah. when I do the school visits, the kids are so pumped up, you know, I bring out my banjo and they all love the booger song, of course. <laughs> <laughs> kids love boogers, you know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's just, it is, it's, it's really odd. And then of course my friends who know me from like school and college, um, there, some of them are teachers now and they'll have me come in and be, uh, visitors and, uh, for their school and stuff. And yeah, it's just really, it's just neat. It's again, you know, I, I've never thought of myself as a celebrity, but we're, we're getting there. And sometimes I'm treated that way. And it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So would you ever consider traditional publishing? You know, I, it's one of those things where, again, it's kind of like when you get into writing, like what's your goal? Some people's goals is getting traditionally published. For me, I thought it was, but then the more I've been into it, and now the more I see my friends who are just literally selling thousands of books a month, you know, yeah, um, making this work, I'm like, my book's as good as theirs. It's just, it's a marketing thing. You know, you can write the best book in the world, but if people don't know about it, nothing's going to happen. And uh, if somebody were to knock on my door, the problem with traditional publishing is, is I, and this is what I've been told, of course, I was um, misled at first, but if you've already published your book and printed it, most traditional publishers won't even touch it. They'll be mm -hmm. like, eh, or, you know, um, or if you start selling really good, like if you sell 10 or 20,000, 30,000 copies, you might have a traditional public, you might catch somebody's eye and they'd be like, Hey, how would you like to be? I'm like, but at that point in time, I don't need you, <laughs> you know, True. like I'm already selling tens yeah. of thousands of copies on my own and mm -hmm. you're just going to take a piece of my pie. So why would I? 
you know, if somebody were to happen to, across one of my unpublished works and offer me money and we did it in the way that I was happy with, sure. I'm, I'm okay with that, but it's not, I'm not actively seeking to be published anymore. You know, it's one of, again, it's one of those things. It's like, where do you spend your time? I can spend my time. Cause I did this. I, I queried tons of agents about beyond the after. Yeah. Literally nobody wanted to even read it. Wow. Let alone, you know, get any, anything from it at all, let alone read the whole book. And yeah, I was just like, I, I know it's a good story. Like somebody's mm-hmm. going to miss out, you know, all those people that turned down Harry Potter and JK Rowling, they're not happy with themselves, anymore, right. you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's not that important to me. If it happens, great. If not, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I can myself a published author, you know? Right. Exactly. And, and you're doing very well. So, um, that option, you know, is always there. And, you know, I'll admit, I think a, a lot of my, you know, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say, um, when it came to self-publishing it, you just didn't gain as much as you probably would have traditional. But to me, the past few years, a lot of that has changed. Um, yeah, you definitely make more money per sale doing it yourself. Yourself. Um, you know, uh, Amazon, of course, they take their cut. But again, you wouldn't have gotten that sale if it wasn't on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditional publishers, I've heard because I've, I've spoken to very successful authors that are traditionally published. And they say, yeah, sometimes they just get paid up front and then they don't get any royalties or the royalties they do get are like maybe 50 cents a book. Right. So whereas mine's not great, but it's better than that. Right. Wow. So you have Beyond the After, you have um, The Different Little Lion, you have your your books. Um, are there any other projects in the works that you are always. working on or, you know, always not ready to talk about always yet? something going on. <laughs> it's always <here>. something. <laughs> um, yeah, my wife and I are hoping to finally collaborate on a new kid's book. You know, it's sad teaching high school. I see so many of these kids that have no problem solving, no deductive reasoning skills, no, just at all. It's just, they just sit there with a glazed look on their face, waiting for you to give them the answer. And I'm like, you, you got to go find it. Right. So we're hoping, uh, we're going to write a book and my, my guy, Deshaun is the illustrator of this guy. He's really good with animals. If you can't tell. Right. Um, <laughs> anyways, we'll have him on board. Uh, but it'll be kind of, it'll be a new twist on a detective series and it'll be at least a five book to start with. And then that'll be kind of like a chunk story, but you know, they'll have five books in between and with riddles and stuff like that. And so like at the bottom of the page before they turn to maybe get the answer, it'll have like a little magnifying glass signifying, Hey, can you figure out this riddle before, you know, the character does and, you know, just have little puzzles and stuff. I've always been enthralled with like mints of puzzles and big bangs and riddles and all kinds of different things. So that's that one. And the one that I hope to have out this fall, it just depends on how quickly I can get it written is right now. The working title is, have you seen this dog? And it's uh, basically grade school, middle school, goosebumps, horror mystery style. Um, so uh, I have a friend of mine who's also, again, in the biz and published. He, uh, he said there's just a real niche for it. You know, there's a, a void um, for books of this nature. So I decided to take it on. And it's way easier to write than Beyond the After. It's not nearly as many words. It's more, it's a simplified plot. You know, you have 
this a little misdirection the twist and here you go so right um so yeah so that one i i hope like i said hopefully i can get it written and then get it edited and proofread and all that stuff and together by this fall but i've also learned over the course of 10 books not to rush myself through the process very so true comes out next spring comes out next spring if i get it done and i put it out next fall whatever i'm just i'm not in a hurry because mistakes get made and they get printed out and they're made and they're out there for the whole world to see so yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you've, you've offered a lot of uh, great points. So I was just curious if you had, um, you know, as we close out, if you had any um, other tips or advice for those who are just trying to navigate their way, especially through the self-publishing world, if you had any advice for them. Yeah. So first, don't give up. Um, find a good illustrator. You know, uh, you may, don't let your friends and family tell you that you're good and not get a second opinion because it's <laughs> it's not it's not you don't want it to be like that American Idol contest contestant that gets up there and like my friends and family say I'm a great singer and then they're like mm-hmm. no <laughs> um, there's that but if you are even remotely serious about doing this the biggest tip that I tell people is start gathering emails you know once you get a book out once you start doing events or stuff just have a list or have a QR code where people can go um that was the biggest biggest mistake that I have made because I didn't have anybody really mentoring me that much when I started and so like I said I sold 7,000 copies of this book and I can guarantee you at least 5,000 people want the second book but they don't even know it's out Mm. because I'm not marketing it I couldn't I wasn't able to do an email blast to all the people that bought the first book because Mm -hmm. I wasn't collecting emails. Right. So, and every, it doesn't even matter if you're doing writing or not. Every profession that I've, I've talked to as far as entrepreneurs, they say email, email newsletter, email newsletter, because then you are, you have a captive audience that is only looking at what you want to look at. You know, whereas if you go to Amazon or any other website, they're going to have other people's books, you know, the sponsor stuff that pops up before your book because they're paying to be put there, ads on the side, all of that stuff. Whereas the newsletter is, hey, here is my book. Here's a special code just for my followers, you know, so that would be it. Absolutely. Well, I do want to thank you for coming on. Um, You you had some pleasure. Yeah, it was great hearing about your journey and the things you're working on and what you had to offer. Um, for aspiring writers. So yeah, thank you um, so much for having me. I, like I said, as you can't, as you can't tell, I love to talk about this stuff. Like I have so many ideas and I want to help people so much. And I just kind of start getting, getting ahead of myself, but yeah, this is, this is great. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem. So if you don't mind, um, if for, li- for the listeners that want to get in contact with you, can you um, let us know how they can get in touch? Yeah. So if you Google CM Healy, and the way, best way to remember that, the kids say it stands for Coconut Marshmallow Healy, H-E-A-O-I. Uh, if you Google that, I pop up all over the place. My email is simply authorcmhealy at gmail.com. Uh, my website is authorcmhealy.com. So uh, my Instagram is at authorcmhealy. So it's, it's all kind of the same. It's all about branding. You got to keep it all the same. But, but yeah, it should be super easy. And I'm really good to respond to email if somebody had another question. My website also has, if you go there and you're an, uh, a budding author or even, a, um, you know, mid-range author, I've got tips, you know, you just go and find it. And I've got all kinds of the stuff that I've been talking about here. I go in a little more depth, looking professional, you know, all kinds of stuff. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you again. And of course, when you finish that next project, you got to come back. 
uh, we always. I will. Like I said, hopefully this fall, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll get that book out this fall. All right. Thank you so much. So, right. um,